Hello and welcome to another episode of Lectures of Fallen Wisdom. Today I'm talking about nicotine. Nicotine should only be used in a very sacred moment after perhaps a psychedelic trip or perhaps after three days of at least of fasting on nothing but water can grant a vision in a moment, a gestalt of pleasure, of bliss. But it does so at the expense of stealing it from the next moment, the very next moment. So you can never get even with yourself if you're using it recreationally, if you're using it habitually. It will only make you a less intelligent, less creative person. And if you're a man, it will cut down on your testosterone, make you more of a lady. If you're a woman, it'll cut down your estrogen, make you more of a man. It's an androgenizing poison that can be taken in small doses for a spiritual effect a sacred effect, but used in this way that we do now with vapes and, and, and pipes and, and cigarettes, we might as well be just chugging and like throwing holy water at each other, not valuing it all, not valuing it at all. Now, you might think it helps you stay focused helps you get through the day, helps you achieve a sort of bliss state. Been able to moderate it enough. And I'm talking like once a week or something. Where it's good. And not at the expense of the moment right after, because it always is. The better it is, the the worse the moment after. Most of the time you go to it, it doesn't give you what you want. If you go to it one if you go to it too often, if you have a cigarette right after another cigarette, it's that cigarette is horrible. A few hours before having another cigarette, then the cigarette's great. It's all about spacing. But the problem is the next moment after the cigarette, do you feel good? You might have felt good while you're sucking in that cigarette, but then like afterward How do you feel? You feel like shit. So so you get a little jolt and you become sort of addicted to the jolts. And it's the same true for every other drug. Now, I've listed a lot of the theories that in the future we understand. I'm bringing them to you. I'm not even going to hide it anymore. Things are too dire now. You just have to understand this and abide by it. Because if you don't, I'm going to hit you with the first theory of why nicotine is bad. And it's called the bad luck theory. And the theory goes that your luck will be bad if you use nicotine in a way that is not sacred. Sort of like you're offending the gods, perhaps. 
you're offending the gods if you're not being completely now you could say to yourself well you know what i'm sacred every hour that i have a cigarette i have a cigarette and it's sacred and it's great and it's spiritual but then you also i do feel like shit like 10 minutes right after i have one great when i'm having it the minute the few moments that i'm about i'm having it like i'm having a good time by the end of the cigarette i'm hating it and i would never want to smoke a cigarette again and the same is true with vapes same is true with nicotine gum chewing tobacco all that shit you get a certain high from it which is a, a theft of your general high in your next few moments so you're just on the seesaw the idea of the bad luck because of the negative vibe that it creates in you you draw bad luck towards you you draw um things that you don't want towards you you've got to break this habitual addictive way of using it if you really want it again then work for it go to the top of a mountain push something doing a 3 day fast is great it doesn't take that much you just don't eat for 3 days the easy way to get there you want a cigarette eat don't eat for 3 days then have your cigarette and that cigarette will be the most sacred thing you've ever had as it is now it's just a filler in your life it's just something to go to with the next oral fixation oh i ate already oh let me have a cigarette oh now i got to have a drink now i got to have this now i got to do that now i got to brush my teeth everything's a fucking oral fixation and the way we create a bliss state in ourselves is often through the through our mouths which makes us fat and so the more you encourage sort of the, the like just going to your mouth to create bliss you're going to overeat too so nicotine actually it makes you overeat one reason it does that is it because it puts you in a fight or flight it's a stimulant so it speeds you up and so it state of wanting to keep food on wanting to keep food from keep food stored on you because you're in a state of danger and you don't know where your next meal is going to come to and so that's what happens when you get into a a fight or flight response you store food you start to store fat so that's why coffee caffeine all that stuff it's it's just jolting you and then stealing that energy from a very near future and you might say that's true with all drugs marijuana has a longer effect but it's doing the same thing once you crash off the marijuana and you're not high you feel like kind of like shit you got to get high again so like most people who use marijuana pretty regularly like they they use it quite often because they could just bounce themselves back up into highland very easily with a little more weed. Good about marijuana is the, is the down is not is not like terrible. 
It's not the end of the world. With nicotine, it is. With nicotine, if you, it, you're just like thinking about that cigarette. Like the, from the minute you put down the last one, you're thinking about the next one, when you're going to have it and how it's going to be great. That's a dopamine rush unto itself. It's expecting that the cigarette you're going to have in a few hours is going to be awesome and being psyched about it. To mimic that kind of feeling, you have to you have to figure out things that you can accomplish that make you feel that way, that make you almost want to have a cigarette because you feel accomplished. But if you are really honest with yourself and you can and you can make it something that let's say it takes three days then you need it to get done it's on your plate you're you've been putting it off, and so you go do it and then, yes, at the end of that, you can have a cigarette. I don't recommend that. Enjoy the high and use that high to go to some other project and get that done. Like what what a cigarette does is when you're at your highest height, when things are just going, like if you're forming, you're a musician, like having a cigarette is just like incredible. Much better than it is any other time. So it's like there's certain moments where it like it fits and where it is sacred, but it can only be very few and far between. And I don't think it could be like every week. You have to think about something. Maybe you haven't seen a friend in a long time. You guys want to have a cigarette together. Well, guess what? You don't. It's just going to make you two feel like shit and be like more annoyed around each other like right afterwards. Stay high. Now, marijuana has its own issues, but I'm here to talk about nicotine. Nicotine is a very addictive substance. And it's because we like to be stimulated. We like to be awake. We like to be kind of jarred into seeing things clearly. But it doesn't do that. It it cuts down on your intelligence, actually. By raising your stress level, it fills your head with white hot fear. It's just a little bit of it. Just a little bit. And it's exhilarating. It gives you a little high because you start to go into fight or flight mode, which is is kind of pumps in a feeling of goodness for the moment. For the for the second that we are going to meet this danger that's coming at us, which happens to only be a cigarette, but it's triggering the exact same response that we would get if we were being attacked physically by a wild animal or a human who was coming to kill us. Both, I guess they're, those are the, the same thing. <coughs> Why do I distinguish them? I shouldn't. Uh, some kind of monster is coming to kill me. That's the feeling I get every time I have a cigarette. The great thing is no monster in the moment. 
The great thing is the monster is just this burning thing that I'm sucking in. thing is that by, by initiating that initial response, I get addicted to that. I get addicted to the adrenaline rush of having a cigarette. It gets induced by the nicotine. It sends me, it sends your body into the same mode that it should go into right before a tiger attacks you. First thing is, gives you a little, gives you a little jolt of dopamine, a little pump you up. You're like, ah, oh, that feels great. And that initial thing um, is great for like a few seconds, and it's perfect for if you're really fighting off some mortal threat. Because that your nature knows that in, you need to be in a bliss state to fight this mortal threat. So it puts you there using the nicotine. I mean, using the nicotine triggers a, a stimulant which lets the glands know that there's danger. And that, but because your conscious mind kind of knows there's no danger, you can sit there and reap the benefit of being in the fight, fight or flight response and, not, and then you don't even have to fight off a tiger. But the problem is there's a crash. There's an immediate crash. Whenever you amp up that part of your automatic um, response system, that, that it only lasts for a little while. Now, if you could just get that, like, buzz you get from smoking a cigarette, like, and it could just, like, coast for, like, and maybe people do that with the patch, but I've done the patch, and I just feel like I'm just, like, rattling all day long. Like, you can't just have a steady supply of nicotine. I mean, you see these people who have the vapes. They, they're vaping constantly, and they're taking in so much more nicotine that you would take in even with cigarettes a natural limiting factor to the ingestion of nicotine, which actually ends up being worse for you than the smoke. Well, maybe not worse, but but in the smoke, in a way, by if there was nothing, if there were no vapes, I mean, vapes are really the, the poison that's coming in on the system. It's like we're mainlining nicotine now. Everybody is. It's changing the culture. It's changing how people, it's changing the stupidity level of people. People are becoming very stupid and calcified in their brains because nicotine is embalming them. That's the conspiracy. This readily available nicotine juice to pull our brains, to basically shrink our hippocampuses as it does. Alcohol as well. Alcohol is the most brain-rotting shit you could ever pour into your body. The nicotine's right there underneath it. I can't say the same thing about marijuana. I just can't. Can't say the same thing about other hallucinogens. I can't. Because they offer some sort of, they offer a way for the brain to work. But there's something about alcohol. There's something about nicotine. And the fact that both of them are legal, go figure. They're the ones that they kind of want us to mainline because they want us to die. <laughs> Population control, my boy.
the nicotine thing just makes you dumber. So then you do all the other dumb things, like eat stupid shit, like eat sweets, eat sugar, because you want that momentary jolt, and you're not getting it. You you know you get taught that you're just all you are is a is a life full of pleasures. And so you're just trying to wring each pleasure as you go along and that you just live your life that way, just trying to satisfy your pleasures. And the cigarette, the use of nicotine in this fashion is just, uh, it reinforces that lifestyle, that idea. And that's why all the junkies on fucking street, like that's all they want is a goddamn cigarette. You got a cigarette, like they're homeless. You give them a cigarette or a place to, like, sleep, they'll be like, give me the cigarette. That just shows you the fact that Skid Row loves it. Like, 90% of their problems was it. If they just quit smoking, if a fucking bum on the street just quit smoking, he'd probably stop being a bum on the street because it calcifies your fucking brain is your way of thinking. When used excessively, okay, when used regularly, recreationally, it does this. And if you you have to, I mean, it's, it's easy to reverse it. Just stop doing it. It goes away very quickly. But over time, it doesn't. Over time, you just get locked into whatever thought pattern that you started with time it 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 goos up the brain your brain can't sustain so much fight or flight response you can take it in small doses after a great accomplishment after a major breakthrough after something where you really feel like you you got somewhere you did something you put something out into the world Okay, reward yourself with a little nicotine, but make sure that you understand, you watch it. Watch what it's doing. Watch how you take some in, feel really good, great, I love it. But then five minutes later, eh, don't feel so good. Feel kind of sick, actually. I don't like this. Oh, let me smoke some weed. Oh, you smoke some weed, you're feeling good. And you're like, oh, let me have a, maybe I'll have a, I'll smoke a blunt. Nicotine in it. A lot of people like mix the two, nicotine and weed. That's their like magic formula for happiness. I used to do that. That is a magic formula for happiness. <laughs> they too kind of balance each other out. So, before the tobacco can make you feel like shit, the weed is getting you high. So the high basically keeps you from feeling like shit right after. So maybe that's the only way you should smoke it, just with weed. I don't want to encourage that. I think still, I think I used to do it, and it would fry my fucking hair for one. And it would just like, it's bad for the lungs, man. You know what I mean? It's like, and it's, Look, nicotine, you don't want to be – you're going to be having to smoke those blunts, like, 
every couple hours. Like, if you smoke some really good weed, it'll keep you high for hours and hours and hours without nicotine. But if you, like, mix it with nicotine, that shit's gone. Like, you'll smoke it. Basically, they cancel each other out. Like, you don't really get high because any high you got from the weed gets kind of erased by the after effect of the nicotine. So the, the end result is you, you, get a, you get basically the high of the cigarette and then the after effect of the cigarette is taken care of by the weed. But at the end of the process, you're not even that stoned. You need, like, smoke, like, a pure joint right after, really, to, like, wash it down, and then maybe you would be. So that's, like, one way of doing it. Like, if you really want to do it, you smoke it with tobacco. You smoke tobacco and weed mix. Then you smoke a joint of pure weed right after. And then maybe it'll work for you. But if you do that regularly, you'll be a mess, dude. Okay, so you can't do that too often. One way to do it, let's just say if you are going to do it after three days of fasting and you don't want to get that after effect, that's one way of doing it. Just make sure that you're regulating to the point where You don't feel like shit right after. I think waiting, you know, three days fasting and then smoking tobacco just by itself without anything, any chaser, I think it'll make me feel great and I don't feel bad at all. But if it puts you back into a habitual user of embalming your brain, embalming your, your, your cells, you know, who the fuck, you know, it turns out, you know, the nicotine is like, it's too much. And they don't even have an upper limit on it. So like people are just like, how many puffs of nicotine can you take? Like now you can take a million and it's readily available in gum and everything like that. Just, oh, break the addiction by chewing on the gum of it. I've had friends that are addicted. They've been chewing nicotine gum for like 20 years. And you know what? They never really like developed their brains. They never grew as people. So here we are. What's the other theory? Well, I I, I have sort of alluded to it. It was the... Uh, borrow from Peter to pay Paul theory or steal from Peter to pay Paul theory, which is essentially what a stealing good feelings that are in limited supply given to you by your hormones to face an oncoming tiger, those limited feelings, spending them and then having to pay for them by being miserable in the next few moments. So you're borrowing from Peter, stealing from Peter to pay Paul. Then there's the, uh, how do I put this? Let's see. Uh, where am I? I had it written down. 
because I often forget what I was going to say. So here we have the um, makes you a woman. Well, I talked about the makes you a woman theory. It it makes you a woman. It 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 cuts your testosterone level down. Yes, it does. Um, so it, the, this idea that it may, helps you focus is is wrong. It actually helps you think that you're focused, but you're actually not focused because you're rattled. You can't be really focused if you're if you're just like too rattled. Just look at their timing. You can't get shit. You can't kill shit. You can't hunt shit. Get yourself in the mirror and you don't see shit until you smoke cigarettes and think shit. Try to feel good. The only thing you need is the inhale. That's the thing you need. And sometimes what it is is that when you have a cigarette, that's the only time you actually breathe. So at the very least, do that when you're having a cigarette. In between each puff of it, take like four or five breaths. That's a good way to dilute it and a good way not to feel like shit afterward. Be very disciplined about that. If you're going to smoke recreationally, hey, a lot of people are going to just do it. Fuck, I'm going to just do it, right? I have no way to resist it. I just know these are truths from the future that have been planted or, or I don't know if they've been implanted or what, but I believe them. Because I've seen them in action, and I am much dumber, and my creativity is shittier when I am having to contend with nicotine in my system. I my 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 fine level of thinking is dumbed down, and that makes sense because I don't need to be thinking on a high artistic level to fight a, 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 a an oncoming threat. I need to be fortified with a good, uh, an initial good feeling and, and my raw gutter instincts, fine artistic thoughts would only get in the way. And that's as it should be. It's just we have this triggering thing. Now, it makes sense if you're like having a vision quest, like a Native American who's, who fasts for three days and then goes to the top of a mountain while the sun is rising and has a peace pipe, you can imagine the exhilaration of that. And that's what it's for. These are sacred substances, and if you're going to mimic a tiger attack at high every hour or two, well, you're cheapening the sacred thing. And you're you're not doing yourself any good. You're not going to feel good. I'm sitting here right next to a vape that I was supposed to throw away. 
I do this a lot. I, I would buy a vape. I'd buy one of those disposable nicotine vapes. I'd smoke on it a lot, a lot, a lot. And then, like, I just find myself throwing it out the fucking window of my car. And and, and I've, de- I've probably done this, like, hundreds of times. I know how fucking bad it is, but I still can't stop doing it. I'm compulsive with it. But I feel how dumb I am when I'm on it. I feel that I'm just, I don't have it. I'm trying to be creative. Stay off it for a little while. And then my creativity rushes back in. But guess what? The exhilaration, the, the inspiration I get from my new creative ideas makes me lean in to have some more nicotine. So I'm on this perpetual cycle of dump, of stupefying myself. after I get an initial burst of creativity. So I'm just like this this uh, seesaw of emotion, of inspiration, then, and, and maybe that's kind of the angst that develops such great art in our society. It's just like this, this living on this constant treadmill of pain and pleasure that, that that forces us to like create great art to alleviate just the pain of living that way. But you know what? I don't care. I'm not going to be the greatest artist. I want to be learn the art of living. I want to learn how to live living forever. This art I do, this is not my immortality. This art I do is a, is is servicing my immortality. So if my if I have to kill myself to engage in art, then it's not worth doing because art is a means to the end of immortality. It is not your immortality. You are not going to be immortalized through your art because you're going to live probably beyond your art. You're going to live so far into the future that this art you're creating now is going to seem like scribbles in a notebook compared to the art that you'll be creating in the future. But you have to be in that upward trajectory of art creation, right? And by constantly throwing yourself onto the ground with nicotine and then picking yourself up with some other drug or coffee or whatever, come up with some interesting things. Yeah, you might come up with some great all-time hits. But we're going way into the future, guy. Talking thousands of years. Don't you want to see that? In the meantime, your art is going to be great. Nicotine is only holding you back. I guarantee you, nicotine is holding you back and making you stupid. You, it wears off. It's not permanent. But it becomes a sort of semi-permanent for the time that you're constantly doing it. So you give yourself like a good day or two off it. You don't even know how smart you can get. And it's always easy to just take one more. 
That's the problem. It's always you, you can't take a break because you're like, ah, I'll just have one. I told myself I'd wait, but fuck it. Go bar, babe. Very good stuff. But it's it's like too good. Too good in, in almost every, it's like every other, if I just wait long enough and then I take a hit off it, it's great. But if I hit it, hit it like too much or, at, you know, after not accomplishing anything, oh my God, it's the worst. But, I, but regardless, it's making me stupid. I feel that it's making me dumber. And I notice it because I'll be writing and I haven't had it for a long time and I'll be writing something and all of a sudden it's fucking coming out like, and I'll be like, what's going on? I was like, oh, you don't have any nicotine in your fucking system anymore. Like, here you are, Mr. Creative. That's it. That's all I got to say here. You've been listening to Lectures of Fallen Wisdom. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.